Hey, this is uh, Dylan Waitke with National Park Service, and you're listening to the Minnesota Music Shakedown. Welcome to episode number 33 of the Minnesota Music Shakedown, a podcast dedicated to spinning some of the best original Twin Cities and beyond area music. Featured this week are conversations and new music from National Park Service and Cindy Lawson. I'm your host, Mark Sterry. Check me out at MarkSterryMusic.com, and thank you for supporting live and local music. Hi, this is Cindy Lawson from Minneapolis, and you're listening to the Minnesota Music Shakedown. a song Don't Come Crying to Me by Cindy Lawson. Hear from her later in the program. Next up, Dylan Whitekey of National Park Service talks about their new album, Magician. Afterwards, hear the new song, Now You See Me. Dylan Whitekey of National Park Service. How's it going today there, Dylan? Welcome to the Minnesota Music Shakedown. Uh, happy to be here. Thank you. Cool. Where are you zooming in from tonight? I'm just at home, humble abode, Minneapolis. Minneapolis? Very cool. So we were yep. supposed to have you guys on a while back, and you were playing some festival in Bowling Green, Ohio. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, we were playing Focella 6. Focella is like a um, 
sort of a Midwest DIY festival that um, some people down at the Summit Shack, which is a sort of house venue booking collective group of artists and creative down in Ohio. And we've toured kind of over there and through just connections through our drummer and stuff, we have gotten to know those people and it's, they put on a really cool sort of DIY festival. I mean, it's tons of people, you know, and the bands are so cool. It was a really awesome opportunity. That's awesome, man. Um, do you guys play a lot of festivals like that? Uh, yes and no. We do a lot of like the smaller mid-sized local stuff. So, I mean, we've done like big turn, uh, a couple years in Minnesota, uh, this is our first Focella. So first, certainly our first like out of state festival thing. We played a like porch fest um, in Philadelphia, but that was more of a loose sort of DIY thing. Cool, man. Um, yeah. So tell us about your band National Park Service. Um, and it's spelled different. It's N-A-T-L-P-A-R-K-S-R-V-C, right? So for people listening, it's spelled different. Yep. So where'd you come up with that name and tell yes. us about your band? Yeah, yeah so we, uh, we're a seven-piece sort of indie rock um, band with, like, there's a lot of orchestral elements. It's very um, Bruce Springsteen, I think. Um it's very storyteller, uh, lyrical based music with lots of, uh, sort of orchestration, ornamentation. Um, the name comes from just, I was, when I uh, was originally going to start pursuing music post high school, um, I was in college and a friend of mine was going into the national park service and so I just named the band camp after that. And then um, I ended up shortening it because I liked that it looked symmetrical because I was doing a lot of like graphic design stuff at the time. And that it's kind of bitten us in the butt a little bit because it's a little bit hard to find and spell. But um, I think it's kind of cool. I, you know, I'll give or take it, but it's it's here to stay at this point. So. Nice. So is it hard to pay seven musicians when you guys play shows every time? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, we operate sort of, cause you know, it is sort of a self-funded thing. I think we do this. We don't do it for the money really. Uh, we can't, you know, we don't get paid. It's a lot of buying in because you love to do it, you know? So, um, but yes, it is hard to pay seven people. It's I, I would say um, in today's landscape, at our size, it's almost impossible. It takes a lot of like, I mean, we've built, I think, a really strong bond amongst the seventh of us that is based around the trust that it's just like, you know, we're all in this together. We're going to try it. And we like because we love to do it, you know. So, so tell us about making of your album Magician. And also, first of all, I want to ask you, who did the cover art? That looks really cool. Yeah, so our um our guitar player Jared, um his fiance Emma is a phenomenal painter. I met her years ago and she's she's a ceramicist, a painter. She went to um Minneapolis College of Art and Design and she's just did a phenomenal job. Great, 
great artist. Um, we try to work with painters, I think, when we do our album art specifically, because I think it gives a more tactile feel than like a photograph, you know? It makes it feel like it's an art piece, you know, because we do kind of an art rock thing. Um, not that photographs are bad or anything. It's just stylistically. Um, and she was great. We had one meeting where we talked about what color scheme we wanted. And then she just went wild and she sort of really understood the source material. So that was great. Um where did you track the record at? It sounds crystal clear. It sounds inc- incredible. So we we, cra- we tracked the record, actually, at a mix of locations. We did drums and guitars um, at Cloud Factory, which is a recording studio that our, a dear friend of ours, who we've worked with a lot, Abe Anderson, um, down in Cannon Falls, Minnesota. And he does a phenomenal job recording. We've worked with him basically since the very beginning of us ever doing demos and stuff we were just sort of all in um and yeah he's he's excellent and he does a great job um but then in terms of the auxiliary stuff like once we started doing vocals strings horns um any of the timpani and that kind of stuff that was all done either at our homes or in um we did the timpani at a high school auditorium you know so we just like mic'd up the the theater and um but we've gotten i mean we've been practicing sort of home recording as we demo songs over years i mean this this record took us a very long time to make so we've sort of honed in on how to get the best sounding version that we can get at home which gives us a lot more time to perfect sort of the instruments and stuff all the takes cool well i've listened to the album a few times i wanted to ask you the story behind some of the songs if that's cool if you want to talk about yeah, either totally. what you came up with or how'd you record it or that kind of stuff uh the first one to Absolutely. ask you about was the first track for me anyway and the thing i had was uh that super catchy song now you see me can you tell me the, the story behind that song yeah now you see me that was kind of a funny thing where this the, almost the song title came first you know, we knew we were going to make a record called Magician. And I had sort of concocted a sort of semi-autobiographical narrative um, in my head with very few demos or songs. Um, and I think we had done the song Now You Don't, or I had written sort of a demo for Now You Don't, which is the second track. And I with the first record we did the funeral um was the opening track and it has this really like sort of majestic sprawl to it you know it's very anthemic and and in your face and i i think we wanted to do that again because i think opening was something more energetic um is it, I think it's valuable. It's eye-catching. And I think it really sets the stage for all the things that are to come, you know? So the, I think the arrangement sort of stemmed from that. It's, it feels like a an intro sequence or like a title scene, you know? And I was going to ask about Now You Don't, too. Track two. 
That's really that right. real guitar driven one, you know. Yeah, it's very strokes kind of. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that was basically one of the first things I did for this record with the intention of it being on this record was Now You Don't, or at least the, the original demo of it. And I kind of wanted, I like at the time I was really into like this sort of snotty uh, power pop stuff, you know, Cheap Trick, um, The Strokes, uh, you know. And I think the lyrics were a little bit, uh, I've got the lyric booklet with me, so it's, <laughs> I can remember it's a very wordy record, but um, it's just kind of like with the lyrics, I wanted to showcase sort of the uglier parts of people. You know, I think the the narrator of that song sounds kind of like a jerk, you know, he's kind of an ass or sorry, can I not swear? On oh, I don't care at all. You can you can beep it okay, or oh, whatever. I won't believe it. Uh, he said, "He sounds like an asshole," you know. And I think like that's a more interesting person to write about sometimes than like you know somebody who's complicated. I agree. Um, it's yeah, it's I you know I I don't necessarily condone the language or the behavior of the people I write about, but they're um, it's certainly more human that way. I think. Okay, I'll ask about one more later on in the record. Facing Down the Heat, the one with uh, yeah. kind of violin-driven, kind of a mid-tempo groove, that song. Yeah, that song was really fun. We had really sort of, we went through several different versions of that track because we had changed the guitar part several times. We had um, just a very rhythm driven version of it. Um, there was a part with all of these, uh, there was a version with all these gang vocals on it. It was really expansive and we just could never land. I think on a sound that we really liked for it. There was a while where we weren't sure if it was going to make the record, but then we sort of landed on that very kind of eighties, the outfield style instrumental that was, I think sort of unlocked something special. It's got sort of um, a more melancholic feel than any of the original demos did. And I think it brought out something in the lyrics. That's awesome. Um, do you mind sharing with us who is the seven people in the band? And also yeah, people want so to look it's... you up, like check out your, your. Uh, I know you got, this will be released later on, but you have, uh, is it the album release on October 25th? Or is that when it... uh, the album released? The album released on October twenty fifth, and we've got a. Um, when is this releasing? This won't be around till maybe that maybe that week. I haven't decided yet. I put out every okay. couple weeks. It might be pro- it might be after that. So what okay. do you have? Anything else? Uh, so any shows or socials that kind of stuff? And then tell who's in the band. Yeah, so we've got um, me, a, a sort of guitar player, vocalist. Then we've got Jared Leisure, guitar player, um, vocalist. Sage Livergood, who's our drummer, um, Nathan Zilmer, bass player, um, Joe Keyport, who's sort of a multi-instrumentalist. They do synths, slide guitar, um, trombone. We've got uh, Wes Mullenberg, who uh, does sax, um, and then Sam Tudor, who is our violinist. And then we're sometimes accompanied by like various other musicians. Like on this record, we have... Um, 
Shayla Larson and uh, Whitney Oaks, who are our two backing vocalists right now. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so what's your social media handles? Yeah, so we, uh, you can find us on like Twitter and TikTok at, at N-A-T-L-P-A-R-K-S-R-V-C um, and on Instagram and Facebook at, at National Park Service Band. Do you have any upcoming shows after October 25th? Uh, we've got a show on November 21st um, at 7th Street Entry. Um, and we have a show at uh, December 7th at the uh, Underground Music Cafe with a couple of other bands. So excited about those. Come on out.
would like to take a minute or two to thank the two sponsors of this week's podcast, Mosaic Chrysler Zambroda and the B-Dale Club. This last weekend, playing shows in Wisconsin, it got really icy, cars in the ditch, almost the end of the world. No, not really. A little white knuckle driving, no. I got through safe and sound in my brand new Cherokee X I got from Mosaic Chrysler Zombroda. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at ZombrodaCDJR.com. I take the beautiful drive down US 52 to 1900 Roscoe Avenue, Zombroda, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 9 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out Mosaic Chrysler Zombroda today and enjoy safe winter Ye gods, season full of adventures and memories out in that open road in a new ride. And the B-Dale Club, the BDC 2100, one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area, if not the world. The B-Dale Club, located in the quarter counter of B and Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun, and that is a stone cold truth. I attended my first B-Dale board meeting recently and it was very very interesting to see how the place works congratulations on all the new board members and i anticipate participating more for sure uh looking forward to this week rocking out there on thursday with brian k johnson and steven c who rocks out the saint paul cathedral a lot of christmas stuff should be a lot of fun looking for another fun year on 2024 natalie shelley dust entire bar staff all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards as of late my libation of choice is a classic screw up Cocktail and a quote 16 time world champion Ric Flair. Taste little devils. Live music, pool table, pool tabs, Tuesday night chess society, bingo, meat raffles, bocce ball Thursdays, and much, much more. B deals got it all. Stop by for a cold one today. Next up, I speak with Cindy Lawson about her new album, Don't Come Crying to Me. Afterwards, hear her new song, Screaming White Jesus. Cindy Lawson, welcome to the Minnesota Music Shakedown. How's it going today there, Cindy? It's going great. Thank you so much for having me. Where are you Zooming in from today? I'm Zooming in from my home office in Minneapolis. Nice. Nice. So you were talking about uh, doing some other interviews and stuff. You're talking about your record label. So that's Rum Bar Records, right? Can you tell us about your record label and what they do for you and stuff? Yeah, I I was pretty lucky. I released an EP um, on my own on Bandcamp, and uh, this this musician that I know, um, Georgia um, Raman, uh, she has been working with Rumbar Records for a long time, and she. Uh, told uh Malibu Lou who heads that record label um he said you really got to hear this EP it's fantastic and so she got me in touch with him and we got along really great he's he's got that um you know 60s 70s kind of same kind of garage rock punk kind of thing um and he uh he just we just hit it off really well and so what i ended up doing was recording a couple more songs and then um and added that to the ep that i put out on Bandcamp, and then he put out the whole cd that was called new tricks 
And um, he's out in Boston and he's got a lot of connections with the people, especially on Little Steven's Underground Garage. And so um, uh, we've gotten a lot of play on like Kelly Ogden's show and Bill Kelly's and Rodney Bingenheimer's. And um, uh, Little Steven also has a channel called Little Steven's Coolest Songs. And I've had songs off my records um, play in rotation on that. Um, so Lou has just been instrumental in um, getting my stuff out there, also internationally, too. And, uh, yeah, it's great. And um, uh, Georgia, she her band was B.B. Galini. She also... Um, she also goes by Miss Georgia Peach, and she's put out some country albums with uh, the people from Nashville Pussy and Nine Pound Hammer. Um, she's just an amazing, amazing musician. Um, she's also she also fronts the Short Fuses, that band as well. So I just I have to give her a big shout out because if it weren't for her, um, certainly wouldn't have. Um, have gotten to know Lou and um, gotten to have all those opportunities to have the music played. Fantastic. So where are you from and what's kind of your general story, how you got started into the music biz? Well, um, I'm from Bayport, which is south of Stillwater. Everybody knows where Stillwater, Minnesota is. Um, Bayport is the little factory town right south of it. Uh, a lot of people confuse it. Bayport with Baytown, which is up in northern, uh, that's where, um, Madeline Island is up there. But, but no, um, so I grew up, um, did some theater was in bands. I was in an all-female band called the Clams in the 80s in Minneapolis. And um, uh, we played a lot. We put out a couple of records. And then I moved out to New York and played out there for a little while and then came back and played some more with the band um, I put together called Whoops Kitty. And I played in that band with Jerry Lefkowitz and uh, really stopped playing, you know, um, the end of the 1990s and then started up again uh, during the pandemic, 2021, 20, and uh got to back together with Jerry Lefkowitz and, and he's playing with me now, which is amazing. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been good. It's been really fun. I'm, uh, I think it, it's been good having that 25 year break because I, I have a lot more appreciation of, of everything that's going on and the people around me and, and the good things that are happening. You know, when you're so young, you have that tunnel vision that you just, you, you're expecting things to go a certain way. And when they don't, you know, you, you get frustrated and mad and 
And now it's like being able to have gone through so many experiences in my life. I can look back and, and, and just be really grateful for all the stuff I've done and all the people I've gotten to work with. So as a songwriter, how have you evolved since you started to now and kept like in your genre of music, it's kind of uh, edgy, kind of badass. How do you keep your edginess 25 years later? I think I'm more edgy because we all know so much more about everything that's been going down over the you know last several years i mean we're bombarded with information and um uh we're we're coming to terms with how you know how unfair things have been for so many people for so long and and we're we're learning to be more conscientious of how we treat the earth and how we treat each other and things like that. And you know, just I I I think I think I feel more punk rock now because I truly don't give a you know you can swear I, on this show. I don't care at all. Oh, okay. I truly don't give a fuck because um, when you're younger, you have so many self-doubts. You have so many insecurities and, and it's like, I take so much inspiration from young people now and the fact that they are, you know, just so proud of who they are and it's like you don't like me well fuck you you know and it's like I love that I love I love that my my um step granddaughter you know is is already um you know decide or ha has has already been able to establish the fact that yes you know she's gay you know or or little kids are talking about pronouns and well you know how does this work and you know it's just like oh my god if if uh if i was growing up now i mean granted all the there's a lot of stuff coming at us all the time um you know a lot of sensory overload but i mean i just feel like and I could be living in a bubble, but I just feel like there's so much more acceptance and so much patience and understanding people and their different challenges, you know, if they're maybe neurodiverse or maybe struggling with other, you know, it just feels like, I, I, think, I think the world is in good hands, basically, with, with young people now, you know? I, I'm really sad that we messed it up for them and the whole student loan things and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I love new music that's coming out. I love what people are doing. I love the new art and everything. I kind of went off the topic. I 
think. No, it's perfectly <laughs> fine. It's perfectly fine. That's what I'm looking for. It's awesome. So tell us about how you started up your record, Don't Come Crying to Me, like uh, how to start getting writing the songs, where you recorded it, that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, um, I picked around a lot of music and phrases and melodies and I feel like um the the songs that I write they've they've got to feel true and honest and and not mediocre you know I really want to feel that there's something there that I can stand behind and we um we worked with Steve Price who is who's produced my last two records um he's a a amazing musician he works uh he used to be in this band Rex Daisy and then he has been in uh he's been working with the suburbs and then he also uh, plays in Trailer Trash. And among many other assignments that he gets, he's just, he's so talented and he's got this amazing pop sensibility that I just love. And he's an objective voice, you know? So I can bring stuff to him and and he'll either say, yeah, that's great. Or he'll say, you can do better, you know? And that's, that's the kind of stuff I need, you know, I can't, um, I, I, I want to be able to have someone like that who will objectively take things and, and push me to work harder or work better. Um, uh, so yeah, so we have the songs. Um, there's all different kinds of songs. Um, we have a country song on there. Um, and uh, you know, we it was just it was the right time to to put out an EP. Um, because I just I just want to keep putting out good music, you know, and it might be, you know, five or six songs at a time, as opposed to saving everything up and, and doing like one whole album, you know? For sure. So how about I ask you about some of the tracks on there that stuck out to me and you can tell us kind of the story behind the song or how you recorded it or how you came up with the ideas for the lyrics or whatever. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. How about the title track, Don't Come Crying to Me? And you got that cool music video, too. Uh, that looked pretty cool. So can you tell us about that song and maybe about the video and that stuff? Yeah. Well, you know, I... It seems like lately it's... We're kind of getting gaslighted by certain people who have a lot of power who are just stating bald-faced lies as if they're the truth 
And I mean, I know there's always been people like that, but it just seemed ridiculous the last several years um, that that there would be people that just basically you 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 know you, you can tell they're lying because their lips are moving, you know, and and it just seemed ridiculous to me that that they would be so shocked to be pressed you know and and shown the facts that that what they're saying isn't true and and so i just i i just have no patience for that and um you know i think as you get older uh i don't know one of the things that you learn when you're trying to really become a good person is is to practice rigorous honesty with yourself. And, you know, I said that to that person, was I really being honest or did I have some kind of ulterior motive and things like that? And it, it's just, I guess I feel like if I can be rigorously honest with myself, why can't everybody, you know? Although I suppose that's not true, but anyway. I don't want to get political, but I just can't stand it when uh, when there's just lies being told. Anyway, when um, I don't know if you know the band the Von Tramps, um, Chelsea uh, Oxborough is uh, she plays guitar in that band. She's an amazing musician. And she also has her own uh, company um, in uh, Hot Dish Creative, and they do videos. Uh, they do. She does videos for bands, but she also gets hired. You know, she's worked for Taco Bell and and different um, different companies. But she's brilliant and she's fast, and uh, she is so talented and. We um, were able to get uh, that little stage at the hook and ladder and set up early on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning. I can't remember in the dead of winter and just ran through the songs a million times. And you'd be surprised at how exhausted it is pretending to play and pretending to sing. And like having your energy be at the very top. Um, but yeah, she did a great job and and uh and she's gonna do she's gonna do the next video for sure. I'm a big fan of harmonica. So a song I liked a lot was Screaming White Jesus. The cool yeah. harmonica intro, a lot of harmonica in there. And I'm not dead yet. I love that line. Can you tell us about that song? Yeah, um, there's this band called The Unnamed, which is, they're, they're criminally underappreciated, but they're, um, they're a five-piece band. Uh, Eric Levy it fronts the band, plays guitar. Carol Cunnington plays keyboards. Matt Paul plays sax. And then they have Nick Hook on drums and John Talley on bass. And their songs are 
crazy. I there you can sing along with them. They have a song about polyamory and they have a song about you know the the lyrics are let's go scare the squares, you know. They're they're so entertaining and amazing and I saw them like the end of 2021. I saw them at a show <clears throat> and Eric He's got all this blonde, wavy hair, and he was just screaming. He had on a, you know, a suit and a tie, and Carol had on an evening gown and gloves, and 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 they were just playing this crazy rock and roll music. And to me, he just looked like, um, you know, the the little white Jesus that I'd see in my Catholic, you know, Catholic grade school books. And, and we know Jesus wasn't a white person, you know, with blue eyes and everything. Um, but to me, he looked, he looked like a screaming white Jesus. And, um, yeah, they're great. I mean, he's also, he also fronts the band Mad Mojo Jet and they're fantastic too. Um, but Dave Randall, my bass player is the one who plays harmonica on that song. And he did a fantastic job. Um, he used to be in, uh, Skeleton Ed way back when, and he was in the Spectres and he's got a band right now, the Boot R&B, and he's played in a Kinks cover band called Kind of Kinky for maybe 15 years, but yeah, he's multi-talented and he did a fantastic job on harmonica cool what's your social media stuff if people want to check out your new record learn more about you especially your show at the hook and ladder on eleven twenty two coming up uh what's the social media stuff um my webpage is cindysongs.com um um i'm on facebook cindy lawson um i'm on instagram cindy.lawson uh i'm on Bandcamp. Um, I'm also on Spotify. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got all the stuff. I've got all the stuff you're supposed to have, except not TikTok. I haven't really broken that thing.
bringing home this week's episode of the Minnesota Music Shakedown is a track by one of the featured guests this week, National Park Service, with their song Facing Down the Heat. This has been the Minnesota Music Shakedown. If you'd like to toss a buck or two in the podcast tip jar, please go to patreon.com forward slash Music. If you like what I do, check out my website, MarkStarryMusic.com. For song or artist submissions, please email me at MarkStarryMusic at gmail.com or message me on social media. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time. Uh-huh.